So hi, hi everyone out there. Um, Wayne Schultz here from Ettore Products. And um, we are kind of continuing our, I don't want to call it a quest, but our our journey to just kind of get to know some of the some of the people in the in the industry and in the field um, of, of window cleaning. And um, just kind of offline, we were talking just amongst a few of us about about everybody, everybody in the window cleaning industry. Um, window cleaners themselves, the suppliers, you know, everybody has kind of their own path um, of how they got to where they got. And and and, and as Ettore's story is interesting, it's probably one of the oldest ones out there. Everybody's story is, is an interesting thing and everybody kind of goes their own path. And so today we have um, George Aguilar um, from the Empire High Rise USA. Um, we were just talking about that. Um, and I, I know uh, your name's really not George. You just you you have us say that because we're lame and can't pronounce it properly. So anyway, I want to I want to introduce um, George here to to everyone, and we're gonna kind of have a dialogue about him, his business, uh, IWCA, just kind of wherever it goes. And if you have any questions, fire them away, and we'll try to address them as they come. So George, um, I'll, I'll so so tell us a little bit. I guess you can you can pronounce your name correctly for those that can speak good, you know, Spanish, I guess. <laughs> so um, George. you guys having me. Thank you so much. Uh, it's a it's an honor of mine, honestly, to to be with you guys and uh and, and to be part of this. So thank you very much for having me. Hey, no problem, no problem at all. So so um you know we'll get into you as as we talked offline here just a second ago, you know, it, it, he basically said that you know as, as long as it's window cleaning, safety maybe a little bit of pressure washing. He's got his hands in everything. Um, and, uh, and I can attest that's absolutely true. But, you know, let's, let's start from the beginning here. What, what got you into window cleaning at all? Like just, just kind of the, the beginning of how you got into this business and, you know, whether it was through a friend or whatever, I'm not sure, but um, let, let's let you kind of tell your story and then we'll go from there. Definitely, yeah, definitely. So I might not look it, but I remember newspapers. Okay. And, you know, looking for jobs in newspapers. And, you know, my mom and I were having a conversation. I was about 18 going on 19. I knew I wasn't going to college. That was definitely not, not an option for me. And, uh, you know, we were looking in the newspaper. What are you going to do next? You know, and I, I had a job. I was working for Mazda installing some, uh, you know, the aftermarket stuff, you know, like the TVs were coming out back then and stuff like that. And, uh, but I didn't like it. It was, you know, it was winters out here are pretty cold too. And uh, so we found window cleaning on the newspaper. Uh, it was paying better than what I was making then. And it was definitely an option. So I, uh, I got a job with a window cleaning company. Uh, I, in my training, I found out I was, I am ambidextrous, which I didn't know then, uh, number one. And then I didn't know that it would help me in the future. Sure. So um, I actually got trained at the Chief Stadium, you know, down down the way here, and uh, Kansas I Kansas City for those that, that don't, City, don't know where the Chiefs are. That's right. Yeah. So I got trained at the Chief Stadium. Was it was a really cool experience for me seeing the the stadium empty. You know, it was probably maybe fifty people at most in that stadium while it was getting cleaned, and uh, yeah, I just fell in love with it. I uh, soon got promoted to do high rise work. And I, you know, I, my question was, is it going to pay more? 
you know. Sure. Yeah. And so yeah. So then I started hanging. And by the way, and... that's that's not unlike questions most of us <laughs> ask. So you're not unique. Right. That. <laughs> right? And uh, you know, I, I remember the first time that I hung off a building. It was a two-story. Uh, I gripped that wall so hard, and I came right back over him, just like give me a second hyperventilating almost <laughs> uh yeah it took me a while to you know the training aspect of it but it's something that i completely fell in love with uh it's one of my happy places i love being on the side of a building i i truly miss it when i'm not doing it uh and yeah so i i i soon left there just because i found a, a business that was doing residential uh, literally down the street from my house. So it just made sense. Mm -hmm. And so I, I learned residential. Uh, it was a whole different, whole different monster for me. Typically guys go from residential to high rise. Right. And for me, it was backwards. So I was used to flinging water everywhere and not caring about, you know, using rags. I've never used a rag really. Um, you know, commercial guys will sometimes joke that, you know, real window cleaners don't use rags. Well, <laughs> in residential, you definitely need it. Sure. So uh, yeah, I learned how to do residential. And at that point I said, you know what? I, I know that I can do this on my own. So uh, I talked to my mom, our family in Mexico, uh, my great grandfather started one of the oldest newspapers in Mexico. Okay. And my uncle ran it at the time. And so I talked to my mom and I said, you know, we don't have much money, but in order to start a business, you need to advertise. So she said, talk to your uncle. So I called him and I said, hey, you know, can you do me this favor? I'll pay you back or whatever. He said, I'll give it to you for your Christmas present. You just got to come down here and, you know, bring American paper because it's better quality and I'll print whatever you need. So we went down there for the holidays. Uh, he printed 5,000 business cards, 5,000 flyers and 5,000 estimate sheets. And I came out and started walking the streets in the city that I live in. Once I did that, I went to the next city, the next city, and on. How old were you at this point? I was 20. I was going on 20. I was 19 okay. going on yeah. 20. No, that's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's literally how, how Empire started as a residential company. Um, back then, I got lucky and within the first month walked into a uh, – insurance company hey can i well, give you a quote for your window cleaning the guy said come here sit down you know and it's funny because we just had that conversation on tuesday uh he came by my shop and you know saw it everything and he's like i remember when you walked in so i got lucky and got insured really fast um i was walking in that same town i was at a place where they market newspapers you know they, they actually have a newspaper back then so i walked in saying hey can i get a price on you know, doing some marketing for you or with you. And the lady behind me overheard my conversation. So she pulled me to the side and said, hey, come here, come outside. So she owns a very large home cleaning company and said, are you serious about doing this? And I said, yes. She said, well, we don't clean windows. We have a lot of homeowners. Would you like to partner with us basically? And I was like, of course, you know, and that's really how I learned the partnership side of it. And I still apply it to this day. Uh, I'm sure you could probably see it when we're at conventions. And you know, we, we as, a, as a company now doing high rise work market mainly to window cleaners 
to be able to offer our services to them. Yeah. Uh, not not as a not as competition. We want to be the secret weapon that can help you knock out loud, large towers while you're in your city doing everything else that you do. We'll just do the big stuff that you might not be able to get. Sure. To. Yeah. Well, because I mean, we'll we'll get into it a little bit later, but yeah. it takes a little bit, obviously, training. But there's also some safety issues and a few little minor things when you're hanging from a rope off the side of a building that that are part of that. We had a question come through. Yeah. Um, um, basically, any tips on not remaining stagnant as you started your, you know, your homeowner, or I shouldn't say homeowner, but your 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 household window yes. cleaning business, like you just get started, you know, you're knocking on doors, handing out flyers, like any right. tips on how, how to, to continue to grow and be excited? I mean, I know you personally, you're a pretty excited guy. So it's, I don't think you you sit ever. This is probably the longest you've actually. Yeah, sat. it's a really hard thing for me. <laughs> but I, I, the biggest thing that I would recommend, you know, back then it was phone books, but now it's the internet. Mm -hmm. um, depending, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter what type of service you're in, but depending on the service that you you specialize in. Let's just say I'm a I'm a residential window cleaner. You know, I could call realtors. I could call landscapers. I could call painters. I could call a whole bunch of other companies and let them know that I'm available. I'm here. We're here to help you. We don't, you know, there's no competition there at all. We're in different industries. We'll kind of partner from each other. And whenever we get, you know, that, those types of requests, then we'll go to them. Uh, in, a, in a residential setting, I would highly recommend calling the, the home cleaning companies first. Um, so that's, that's another way to, you know, one way to stay, you know, not stay stagnant. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, you know, and as you know, as you build, it continues to build and then things like, which we'll get to things like COVID or whatever happened. And then you got to not start over, but you've gone through two of those. So yeah. it'd be interesting to hear your, your, your story there. So from the residential side, going out on your own, how did you get back into the high rise stuff? Yeah, so um, it took about 10 years, and it's funny, I literally was having this conversation right now because I've got, there's a guy here that basically handles all of our equipment, so now he's getting to know how much it really costs to run something like this, mm -hmm. and he's just like, oh my god, now I understand how a residential guy is really hard to get into, into high-rise, and I told him, yeah, it took me about 10 years, you know, because we never had money coming where we, you know, we never had had have had anybody basically throw down money and then we jumped into high rise. It was more keep doing what we're doing and keep buying equipment. Right. Um, but yeah, so it took about ten years for for that to happen. Uh, it was like I said, it was my passion. I always look up in any downtown setting I'm at, <laughs> you know, because yeah. I'm just like looking at every building and everything, trying to figure it out. It's like a game almost to me on how we would service that building. Well, I know in the, in the few times that we've been, not few, quite a few times, we've been in different cities around the country. You're like, oh, yeah, no, I've done that building and that building. And then we go to the next city. Oh, yeah, I've been up there. So, I mean, obviously, you, you, uh, that's, that's part of your, part of your thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a passion. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. So, um, so any, any tips? So, so you said equipment. I'm assuming you're, you're talking about safety equipment and we don't need to get too deep into that, but I mean, that's, is that what you're referring to? Right, yeah, the harnesses, the lanyards, and everything else that comes with being able to provide service, even as an individual, um, to be able to, to get on a rooftop and actually do your job. 
Yeah, so now it's, you know, like we call it, it's per technician. We have the number it actually costs to put them over the edge. Not, not with the training aspect, but just right. all the equipment that needs to be purchased just so they can do their job, yeah. Okay, yeah, that, um, now you, you do, which you're there now, you, you have high-rise, empire high-rise. You also do, well, you do training in multiple levels, but you know, you're the building that you're sitting in now. So how does, so if somebody's interested in doing that, do they contact you and you provide that training? Is that one of the things yeah. that you do? Definitely, yeah. So it's, it's, it can work in many different fashions, however, which way they would like as a, as a customer. Uh, we work with expert safety services. Uh, they could contact them and we could set it up that way. Uh, we also are partnered with the IWCA as a certified instructor personally, so they could get with the IWCA as well. Or they can contact me directly and then we can you know, talk about which way they want to go. There's so many different fashions of, of certifications that they can get here. Residential, rooftop safety, ladder safety, high-rise safety, uh, it all together. Uh, we, we, there's an OSHA 1910 class now that's industry specific for power washers and window cleaners. In the past, we used to get the OSHA 10 class, mm -hmm. but there you're, you know, you're learning how to, you know, stay safe in trenches and, you know, confined spaces and stuff like that. That doesn't have anything to do with us. So that's been more industry specific now moved over to the OSHA 1910 class. Now, are, have you been active in, because, you know, the traditionally the IWC was started you know, many, many years ago, honestly, for that purpose yeah. was to, to work with the agencies to OSHA was one of them, obviously, to make sure that, that the interests of window cleaners were, were forefront in, in legislation that that's basically happening. And I know you're, you have been, are, and continue to be on the board and, and other types of things for IWCA. Yeah. Um, so are you actively part of making sure that that OSHA requirement and all that is focused on window cleaning or where do those standards come from, I guess is the question I'm asking. Yeah, so the IWCA uh, was built in alliance with OSHA a while ago and um, they still continue to have a very strong alliance with them. And they have as an IWCA board and education committee, subcommittees have created now a new uh, rope descent system standard that was just released, I believe, on Sunday. Uh, so it is hitting our industry. It's very, very new, very up to date. It had it had been some time since it had been updated. I was lucky enough to be in that in that committee to help out with that. And uh, yeah, so I'm very excited for it to come out. I think um, you know my biggest passion, like I mentioned, is safety, and it's no. It, it definitely is as a business because I own a business. Mm -hmm. But my biggest thing is the people out there on a daily basis. I'm, I'm very passionate about the ones that are actually doing the job, them knowing how to do it correctly. And I believe that this is, this is a really good thing for-, for Well, yeah, it, you know, it's, it's it, you know, and, and obviously we know the safety, um, not requirements, but desire um, when you're hanging off a 50 story building or whatever. And, you know, usually every year somewhere in the mid, what's well, not only Midwest, but you know, somebody's caught on a scaffold or whatever in the wind, you know, that kind of thing. And that makes headlines because it's interesting. You have people flying around, you know, doing those things. But obviously the requirements and the things that you're talking about help prevent that from happening. So you don't end up with that in the first place. That's um, exactly right. And I want to also add in, in reference to insurance, because I, I, like I mentioned, I'm really good friends with my insurance guy because he's known me since I started the business, basically. 
And uh, you know, we we're lucky that one of our uh, board members' wife is is also in insurance, and so we've, as a board, have gone very educated, uh, more educated, in in reference to that. So we're we're looking to help out not only in the sense of you know the end user, like I mentioned, but also as as an industry as a whole to help with insurance. They look at us like you know, 30 years ago, and it, it's changed so much. And sure. It's, it's yeah. changed internally, you know. Um, we are not those scaffold guys. We are not on scaffold most of the time. We're on road. Right. It's not that we're not on scaffold, but we're not. We're, you know, there's so many other industries that get on scaffold, and there's not that many industries that get on road. Right. So we are very unique in that fashion. Uh, so we are also working as a board to be able to help all of us Mm -hmm. uh, for insurance purposes too. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously that's huge in for any business, but I mean, especially that because you guys are in, in, um, less than normally safe environments. Exactly. They <laughs> yeah. call it high risk. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly. So, um, someone on Facebook asked Brandon, I'll call you out there. Um, what is the cost to go through some of this training that you're talking about? Like if somebody contacted you or IWCA, what, what does it cost to go through this? It really depends on what you want, number one, and then how many people you also want, because we could come to you or you could come to us. So there are different price ranges. Um, yeah. Since it's so brand new uh, in reference to the IWCA, I'd rather not put numbers on it. You can go on the website, you can call the IWCA, they can handle that. And then yeah. for safety services, they've got their own numbers as well. So uh, we could, you know, we could talk to individuals. It really ranges if it's over five, over 10 people. Are we coming to you? Are you coming to us in those right. fashions? So. Well, sure. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, and you know, it, it, and it's, it's not free, right. uh, obviously, <laughs> nor, nor should it be because it's, you know, you're, you're putting a lot of, you know, and I'm sure when you have it certified, your name's on that as well. So yes. you have liability, you know, if, if, if bad things happen. So you want to make sure that's that's part of that's that as well. Right. Let me shift gears a little bit. Um, the uh, um, elephant in the room, not not that it's an elephant. I mean, we, we're all talking about it. But so this year, obviously, or I shouldn't say this year, 2020 was a was a change in all of our lives in, in literally everything still still occurring you're doing high rise buildings um, as well. I know you still do uh, residential as well, but you know, high rise buildings, COVID hits, everybody stays home. Nobody's in high rise buildings anymore. Um, you know, it's, uh, I mean, I can give you an example. Um, a friend of mine um, does janitorial um, supply and stuff. And he recently got a tour of the Facebook building here in, in the Bay area. And it's a um, 2.7 million square foot building that literally was abandoned like there was a fire um, in March 15th or whatever. On desks, there's they have a huge rat problem at this point. I don't want to cut, I'm probably going to get yelled at for even saying that, but it, not because they, they're not clean or anything. It's just the way they literally had to leave and people left their desks on, you know, doing whatever. And it's, it's a, uh, um, Two and a half million square feet, completely yeah. empty. Nobody's used it for a year. I'm sure that is not the only case around the country. So, how, what, what, walk me through your business in 2020 and what you did to, to overcome some of this. Man, I got I got to start with the fact that I was, I, I am so blessed to have the type of people around me and being, being on the board really helped me as, as a business and us as a business 
because we were on the top no of what was really going on in our industry. So I got really lucky in that fashion mm -hmm. for it to happen now. Um, the approach that we took, so there's two, right? Because we do do residential here in Kansas City, and then we also do high rise. On the high rise side, uh, March 16th is when everything shut down in Kansas City. So we were, you know, we're national. So things started shutting down a little differently, but because we were here, yeah. now we weren't able to leave. You know, we in order to, to travel, then, you know, everybody's looking at you like, what are you doing? Where are you going? And especially yeah. a, a truck, you know, and with a trailer and stuff like that. It's like, that's going to be very questionable. Yeah. So we did decide to shut down, start making phone calls, start figuring everything out. Um, people said, let's hold off. And mind you, we're in the Midwest. Uh, you know, our season literally starts about right now. Yeah. And so we were a week and a half into our season and then we get shut down. Right. So not only did we get shut down for that day, but we got shut down for about six to eight weeks. So on the high rise side, it, it completely came down to a halt. Yeah. Moving forward, uh, some businesses said, you know, we don't want it at all. Some business, so we lost contracts there. Uh, some businesses said, we want just one time per year. Let's wait to the fall. And then some said, you're able to come out, you know, the contracts there. And, you know, we've, we've, you know, moved forward with it. So, you know, we would show up and it was like Disneyland because nobody's there. So we just get our job done and no, no hassle. Yeah. No yeah, that part would be awesome. I mean, yeah, exactly. that they want you to do it. Yeah, just like bam, bam, all done, cool, you know. Um, so that's really what happened on the high rise side. Uh, on uh, moving forward, but you know, September, October, November. Now it's we have so much work. Everything got pushed and squeezed into a small little, you know, month, couple of three months. And um, you know, we know winter's coming as well. So now we were just go, go, go trying to get everything done. Um, we have work in the South, so we rescheduled that for December, January. We moved into 2021 because we had to. Yeah. So that's pretty much what happened in high rise. On the residential side, uh, being that we were on the board and you know, up to date with everything that was going on, everybody's asking like, are we essential? Are we essential? Are we essential? And uh, you know, we found out because we do the power washing, and the soft washing, and we, sp we spray sodium hypochlorite, which is bleach, which back then it was like the big thing. Then we would be able to just offer that service for the exterior, sanitize, and get going. So we ran with that. Uh, you know, we called all of our clients that we had for about the next month and a half and said, you know, we would rather not come inside. And, you know, everybody said, no, don't come inside. So we said, let's do this contactless. Let's uh, let us give you a call when we're on the way there. We'll call you when we're there. Hi, we're here. Get the service done. Call you. We're done. Bye. And then send them a link over the phone and then get, you know, get paid. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that worked out very well because then you have no wasted time talking to the client, dealing with them, getting paid there, anything like that. So luckily we were able to stay stay open in that fashion as well. Now, did, was that was that difficult transition for you to do that? Or, or did that just kind of morph into, okay, this is what we're gonna have to do, so let's figure yeah, it out. That's exactly that right, yeah. So, you know, when we got shut down, we were, 
the way that we run Empire is, you know, in the winter, we all basically come into the shop and we work on systems. We work on the next year. We plan the next three, five years and stuff like that as a whole. Mm-hmm. Right. So we already were talking about, man, I think we're going to get shut down. I think this is going to happen. So when we did, it was it was almost like, OK, well, we're shut down now. What? You know, um, so we were we had already been talking about it as, as a company, basically. So it was an easier transition for us, I think, because of that. Sure. Yeah. And, and you know, your story of the high rise part unique, but the, you know, the residential side, that's that's I mean, everybody's got a different different thing, depending on where you were in the country. There's parts that are still pretty locked down. But um, it, that that's kind of the story is you had, you know, the way the way I described heard it. I won't bore you with where we heard the story, but we had a some people that, that we've communicated with and they go, okay, so here, here's basically kind of kind of our our story was um, you know, March 15th, 16th, whatever date that that was, um, that you know, different parts of the country were different dates. But you know, okay, you get notified, you're locked down, you can't do anything, you can't leave the house. You know, I remember that first day for me, the first time I drove in to Ettoray, I literally thought I was going to be followed by drones. I mean, I didn't know what was going to happen, you know, whatever. Exactly. obviously didn't work that way, but, but you didn't know. Yeah, and, um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so that, that notification happened. And, and so, you know, as a company, you kind of get together and you have a prayer vigil, like, are we going to survive? Is this going to happen? I don't know what, what we can't be shut down. Like, what is this exactly. about? Clearly was the case with us as well. And then, you know, then you go through and you try to figure it out and you do the best you can and you do the whole thing. And then April kicks in a couple of weeks later. That was kind of a slow month for sure for, for most people just trying to figure it out. And then, you know, May kicks in. And by the end of May, as you're going into June, you don't know what to do with all the business that you have because it just exploded and went nuts and you couldn't do anything. And then, you know, by by July, you're having another prayer vigil like we're going to die. We can't do all this. Like we have to, we have to tell people not to, you know, I kind of laughed at that, but it's like, no, you're right. In a million years, I would have never projected 2020 coming out the way it did the way it is. Yeah. We all thought, okay, it's over. Like, this is it. It's only going to be a short time, you know, whatever. And, and then most companies, unless you happen to be in a restaurant or a service business or whatever, um, ended up way more business than they knew what to do with different, yeah. but, but, um, unique. So that, that's an interesting thing. Talk a little bit about the IWCA. I know you you are passionate about it, which is awesome. Um, I, I, you currently, I don't think you're on the board or you are sort of, but um, I know you have been in Funny the Funny story. Yeah. So, you know, for those those new window cleaners and that stuff out there and aren't familiar with what they offer, you know, we've touted this several times on YouTube and some other things, but coming from you, Give your your elevator pitch on the IWCA and why it's important to this industry. Oh yeah, most definitely. So uh, IWCA is very important to the industry as a whole. Uh, you know, regulations, um, up to date, uh, alliance with OSHA, uh, safety trainings completely changed already. You know, with this new uh, rope descent system um, packet that came out. Now you are not only just taking an online class and getting certified as a window cleaner, you could, you also need to do the in-person stuff. So it's taken a little more serious as well. So, you know, we're not just a, a, a certification 
uh, entity that just, you know, take a online course and then you're good. So mm. I think that that's very important, especially for the business owners. Um, also trade shows are, are huge. Uh, I live by them. I back in, you know, from 2007 to 2017, I, I went to every single one. Uh, I treated it personally, like it was my college, you know, I, I went, I learned, I came back, I applied, I went, I learned, I met some friends and then I could actually make some phone calls and say, Hey, you know, can you give me a hand with this? And, you know, over the years, then you, you know, who's good at what. And now you know who to call, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, being part of the board, that also turns into a brotherhood. Right. So I'm really lucky to know the guys that, that are on the board. Um, I was on the board uh, from 2018, 19, and 20. I got off last year at the convention. And about a month ago, the board was getting together. I'm not on the board, but I'm just like, hey, I want to go come hang out with my friends, you know? So I went to Charleston. Um, the RDS a booklet was being released. I really wanted to be in the room because I was in the subcommittee. I wasn't on the board, but I was in the subcommittee that was in charge of, of finishing that. So I got lucky in, in being able to input with that. And so I'm there. And while we're all hanging out and having dinner, George, you want to get back on the board? <laughs> so I'm just like, yes, I would love to. So I am now honestly back on the board. Okay. And uh, I was there for a day that it was a two day board meeting. Um, and then I was voluntold that I'm chair of the education committee now. Okay. So we're, uh, you know, I'm going to be helping with, with all of that moving forward. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would highly recommend to any window cleaner, even power washers, you know, the, the IWCA and the PWNA are starting to work even more together. It's very, very big. Um, it's a good time to come in. Uh, the IWCA is going to start offering certifications now for power washing. It's just it's a beautiful add-on for our mm -hmm. type of services. If you're a power washer, it's a beautiful add-on to window clean. If you're a window clean, it's a great power, you know, add-on to power wash. Cool. So I would highly recommend to anybody, you know, thinking about it, come come visit us. We're there. It's in Orlando this year, uh, March twenty-first to the twenty-sixth, if I'm if I'm correct. And yeah, it should be a great time. Yeah, it. Uh, and I know there's some some concerns for some people getting there, but you know, that's right. like, you know, we talked about offline earlier that um, uh, it, it, you know, at some point we're gonna have to resume life again at, you know, in, in whatever, whatever the normal, normal thing is. And so this is the, this is the, the first break off into that. And, and um, you know, it's obviously it's gonna have to be run differently than it would normally yeah, be, course. but, but that's, you know, so, so is going to the grocery store. So what's what's exactly. new? Exactly. <laughs> That's part of that. So we, we covered a lot of ground here, um, you know, with, with what's going on. Do you have anything you want to add personally? I mean, you know, we talked about your story, which is I love hearing that from anyone. I think that's an awesome thing to, you know, where you are training and the whole thing. We could talk about the future, but, you know, it, it's what 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 did we miss and what are some things that you want to kind of share with the audience here? Well, I mean, personally, and the, the, I speak to anybody that I meet in our industry about is just take the safety into consideration as an owner, as an employee, um, make it something that's mandatory for yourself as a person, make it something that's just mandatory for your business as a business, uh, and, and take it very serious because, you know, we're, we're out there and things could happen really fast, really quick, and things could go wrong very, very, it's just... 
I want to stress it tremendously, uh, you know, to take that into consideration, no matter, no matter which way you go. I mean, there's, there's so many different places that you can uh, go to get either certified or just the knowledge of, of doing it online is, is a good start, you know, so I, I just want to stress that. Yeah, right. And, and I know that's always been ever since I met you safety, you even, you even corrected us at one point, we were in, the, in a booth, I remember, and you, uh, somebody said something and you just went, hey, wait a minute, you know, you, you need to, you can't say it that way because you're <laughs> implying a safety thing. So, I mean, we appreciate that because it's, you know, you're living that every day. So that, that's pretty awesome. Um, we have a, a question here um, on Instagram. When hiring, what is it that you look for in a potential employee? Uh, you know, because I didn't go to college and honestly, I, I did stick to jobs. Okay. But I, I wasn't that guy that knew what he was going to do in his life, sure. uh, especially being a teenager. I give a lot of people a lot of chances. I, I more, I call it the it factor. You cannot teach hustle. Mm -hmm. You can't teach that. Right. And, and you can't see that in an interview either. So I am willing to give anybody a chance as long, you know, the biggest things for me is, you know, if they come in here and calling me a bro and, and saying, dude, uh, that's probably not going to work. You know, I, we look for professionalism mm -hmm. and, you know, obviously then, you know, clean cut and just the it, right. Mm -hmm. The way that I look at it, I'm a homeowner, I'm a business owner, I'm a property manager. You're walking up to me. I need to, I, I judge you hundred percent, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's the it factor is really what I, I look for. And then yeah. we, start, we start working on, you know, uh, being more professional. We start educating them. We read a lot of books around here. So, um, you know, education on safety, education on, on just life, you know, being, being a better person and learning all those things that maybe we weren't taught. So. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that, that, you know, you can't see some of those things in an interview. Um, I had a friend of mine that was a house painter. Actually, they did more than house painting, but it was, you know, like small commercial residential house house stuff. And when they hired a, a potential employee, they would actually have the interview on the scaffolding out <laughs> on the building way up high. And again, as a high rise guy, you would know this. And, yeah. and so they would they would see them actually walking out and seeing how they respond. And, and it was it was interesting. He goes, yeah, there'd be people they would get out on the board on the platform to get to the the scaffold you know and the guy's like you know you could tell he was sweating you know doing whatever and, and he yeah. goes yeah multiple times they basically looked at him and said so it appears you're not comfortable with this we probably ought to yeah. stop the interview now and the guy's like yeah dude I, i'm not gonna be able to do this and then you, you know you have other guys walk out dude this is awesome you know whatever it's like you know and you can really there's something to that that you know having people out you know especially if you're talking about like you said we've joked around that that you there is not enough money in the state of Missouri that would get me hanging off the end of a building on a rope, <laughs> um, personally. Yeah. But but there are people that love that kind of thing, and those exactly. are the people that should be doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. So you know we have somewhat of a, a height here, about thirty feet. So we we do get them up there, but we get them you know used to their their safety uh, sure. equipment first. So we really just talk about it. One of the questions in the interview is. Um, you know, are you afraid of heights? Mm -hmm. Most people are going to say either yes or no, but most say, I don't know. Yeah. So then you say, um, you know, we, we hang off a 50 story building and that's 500 feet outside in the air. So would that be a problem? That's one of the questions. Sure. Well, so you kind of put the picture in their head. Oh yeah. That's uh, a relevant question, on, by the way. Yeah. 
Very valid question, right? Yeah, very valid. And think of yourself in an airplane dangling by a rope. Would, would that exactly. be fun to you? Would that be okay? <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty cool. All right, so you know we've we've uh, gone quite a bit here. One final thing, I'll just kind of throw it out there. That that. So, what advice would you have? For those of you out here listening that are are considering going into the business, um, maybe opening up their own window cleaning thing, getting a franchise or whatever, um, you know, it, what advice would you have, and and would you recommend it? Or, or I mean, the answer I know is yes, but um, it, it's it you know again, what advice would you have for those that that are? Hey, I'm not sure I would want to do that. Like, what what why would I want to do that as a as something to earn a living by. So I'll let you kind of run with that for a minute. It's funny because I tell my guys the same thing. I say, you know, we don't grow up wanting to be window cleaners, right? So it kind of just happens to us or we get a job doing it. So mm -hmm. number one, if they're thinking about getting into the business, make some phone calls, maybe in another city, just because, you know, you, you might start being competition, but go, go learn a little bit, you know, put yourself in the shoes. Uh, once you have started, I think education is the biggest thing. Right. You know, I read, I read, you know, three books a, a month, probably. I, I do audio book, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and I find the time to do it because I think it's very important. I've taught, I've taught myself a lot. Uh, so it's just, it's, I, I highly recommend the education side. You know, you gotta, my friend long time ago said, you gotta embrace what you suck at. Right. right? And then start learning on that. So right. uh, education. Yeah. Uh, management books are huge for me. Um, you know, self-improvement. Yes, definitely. But right now it's more management. If it, once you start getting employees, you got to really put your mind state as you, uh, you're just a mentor. You're a mentor. And, and when and when I shifted that in my own head, uh, it really helped me talk to my people a little better. Sure. Because now, not, now I'm not the boss. I'm not I'm nobody. I'm just a mentor. I want the best for you. You know, having a having a daughter, I have a daughter, uh, really helped me in that fashion too. So, you know, once you get employees, you got to shift the mind a little bit into being a mentor, and then you know, building off of that. So, yeah, that's 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 definitely education is what I would say. So, I again, I'll ask the question, knowing the answer that you're going to give me. But would you recommend this business to people out there? Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely. I mean, but, but I'm kind of biased, right? Because yeah. it's, it's the only thing I know, and it's, it's my passion. It's what I love to do. So, sure. yes, but, I would highly recommend. But yeah, I mean, you're a passionate guy anyway. But the 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 you you have that passion, and and you grew. I don't know if you. Well, yeah, you probably the first time you cleaned windows, that probably wasn't as a passionate thing as you right. as you have now. You yeah. you kind of grow into that, and it's it's. I mean, everybody I've met all over the world. It's it's this is a unique industry. It, it really is. There, that's it's not the only one that has people that care this much. But it's it's uh, you know the the intelligence, the integrity, the all of that of window cleaners is phenomenal as an industry. I would I would definitely throw out there. You know, you you had mentioned um, you know the you turning into a mentor and, and making that thing. I know I know for me, you know, a long time ago, it's you know you you do something. For a long time, and so before you became your your hiring people and all that, what were you like six seven years in the business? Um, first time that I had an employee, I was probably four years in the business. Yeah. So you know, you're so you're basically doing doing this thing for four years yeah. on your own. I mean, you didn't start out on your own, but you you were doing this on your own. So right. you know, 
by yourself, talking to customers, doing the flyers, doing the, you know, all the things that, that you basically did, you'll learn a lot of things. Yes. You don't know what you learn because you, you have to do it, right? It's that's, I, I, I gotta eat, I gotta pay for the bill. I gotta pay for the different things. So you, you figure out the things that are part of it. And I know for me, I never realized what I learned until you had to teach someone else. Exactly. And I think that's the mentor thing that you're talking about that. So, so now it's like, okay, you, you, you think, you know, a lot, you don't, but, but you will. And here's how, you know, whatever. And, you know, you forget things that you do just because they're muscle memory. You just do them. Exactly. Um, and, you know, whatever. And, and, and that's uh, that, that's part of the, part of the skill. That's part of it because it is skill that it, you can't just, you know, cruise on down to the local hardware store, grab a squeegee and start making, I mean, you could, but you're, you won't do well exactly. right out of the beginning yeah. for very right. long anyway. Yeah, you could be very good at swinging a squeegee, but if you can't keep the books, then something's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. <laughs> they're vice right. versa, right? Vice versa. Oh, without a doubt, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, the, the, the business side of things is a whole new ball game. That's a, that's it a- It truly is, it truly well, is. George, it's it's always it's a pleasure talking with you. And it's the first time we've kind of done this kind of a format. I really appreciate what you're working, what you're doing. Um, if anybody has any questions for him or whatever, we'll definitely have have his contact information limited. I'm not going to give him your home address or anything, but um, <laughs> limited, um, whatever. If you have any questions for him, obviously the IWCA is a per perfect place to to go for resources. But um, I know George, you you. You're, I mean, you can tell just by the conversation, you're passionate about this business and you, you do a great job and, and, you know, love talking to other window cleaners. So by all means doing oh. that, you are, you are a pillar of the industry and you probably don't think of yourself that way. None of us ever do, but, but you are, <laughs> and we appreciate what you're doing and, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate it. And, and, you know, I know we're going to come through this whatever the new normal is going to be with flying colors right. because people still need the passion that you have in your business. So thank you again for your time. I, I, want, to, I want to thank you as well. I want to thank Ederay as well for everything that they do, uh, you know, for the industry, for the IWCA and for Empire as well. Mm -hmm. And I, we, we truly appreciate you guys. Uh, I can't wait to see you again, Wayne. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I think we're all going to have a big group hug at some point. We probably won't let go when we get to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Okay. Have a great, have a great day. And again, if anybody has any questions, fire them away. We'll make sure you get them and we're going to post your information on there so they can, people can reach Sounds you. Good. Sounds good. Great. Have a good day. We'll talk to you soon. Right, you too. Thank you. See you guys. Take Bye. care.